Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that was that crass? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, we, this is a biggie today. This is a, 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 a ten-pole episode. Landmark. Yeah. This is a this is an episode that got a sequel. Yes. One of the one of the few. Uh, let the proud. Let's count them off. Well, paintball. paintball. And blanket fort. Well, yeah, the blankets. And this is that it. Yeah. At the end of the list. That was a quick count. Yep. Well, I don't want to talk about season four. <laughs> what? what you say words? Alternate realities or whatever. Oh fuck that! I don't. I don't recognize that as an episode. Okay. Uh, the name of this episode is Advanced, Advanced Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. It's the fourteenth episode of season two. Yes, written by Andrew Guest. Yes, that's my code name for when I'm a guest writing on things. <laughs> yes, I hope you all knew that. And who wrote our theme song? Oh, with uh, the that's... magic of his compiling skills, I you know, I'm gonna give Richard Erdman credit. Yep, for actually for, for saying the words. It? He said the words. Yeah. Uh, but it's Alex Moschina of Slackery.com. S L A C K T O R Y dot com. Yep, come at us, Disney. <laughs> and uh, you should you should go check that out. Yeah. Uh, the overview. Overview. They played D and D. They played D and D. Because of Fat Neil. Because Fat Neil is going to kill himself. Yeah. Sorry, Fabulous Neil is going to kill himself. Because Neil is going to kill himself. He is fabulous. Okay. I mean, I just want to remove all adjectives. <laughs> Listen, it's not it's not offensive if you're saying something positive. <laughs> that's uh, that's risky, <laughs> sir. sir. Nope, not gonna go down that, not gonna go down that road. Almost already, did for a second. You already had to apologize to a half a dozen people on Nerds Eye View. I did. Uh, half a dozen groups of people. I think <laughs> you just said not literally six people. Uh, all right. My first note involves the um, this the, when they're talking about his nerdiness. There's a, yes. a bunch of items that I flash wrote them down by the screen. Yeah, two were notable to me. Okay, should we say the non-notables first? I, well, uh, Uncharted 2. Yeah, Uncharted 2 is in there. Yeah. Uh, Day of the Dog. Well, this actually is one. I forgot. There are three notable things, I guess. Okay. So, Watchmen, Uncharted, uh, those are the two non-notables to me. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's also not notable, the, the Dungeon Master's Guide. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I, wasn't even, I didn't even write that okay. down. Okay. Uh, but, okay. So, first there's Scud. Yeah. Which is a comic book by Rob Schraub and Dan Harmon. Yeah. Which is in there. Which is a nice little fun throwback to their early days. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Day of the Daleks. Yeah, a Doctor Who special. Yeah, or you know, episode. Yeah, they're all special to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you tell them that every night? Yes. Uh, but uh, this we we it had been said before by me because I knew it was in there somewhere that Doctor Who had ex- existed in the community universe alongside Inspector Space Time, hmm. and uh, but I can never remember the specific reference. But here it is. Okay, I mean this is tenuous at best. Is, are you what are you, are you suggesting that it's not canon? Uh, no. But what if the Daleks are the name of a early Inspector Spacetime villain? No, that's absurd. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it says Doctor Who somewhere on the poster. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> and I believe it's a VHS tape. It was, yeah, whatever, nerd. Mm. Uh, and the other thing that is <laughs> you're the only one who gets a VHS tape and a poster confused. <laughs> They're both rectangles. <laughs> that's how I recognize things. Uh, another notable thing, you did you, you know what I'm yeah, about Yeah, Kick to Puncher say? Miami. Yeah, Kick Puncher Miami. Yeah. Not Kick Puncher dis, 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 Detroit. Detroit. Well, that's probably what they thought of it. Not, uh, was there was an aquatic themed Kick Puncher at one point, I, I recall. Ooh, I want to say it was right. called Kick Splasher. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, which I believe uh, manifested itself as a poster in Troy and Abed's uh, apartment, although maybe that was a VHS tape uh, on the wall. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So... <laughs> 
<laughs> is this the first occurrence of Kick Puncher Miami? Because I believe I've seen the poster for it in the room. Have you? I, I remember Kick Splasher. I remember Kick Puncher Detroit. I remember Kick Puncher 2. They they toss them around. Let's you see. Know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some research. You're going to look up Kick Puncher? On the community wiki. All right. You go ahead and do that. Uh, it's kind of weird that this is a this is like a voiceover opening. Yes. Which they describe on the commentary as um, kind of like a reference to the uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes, the first uh, film. The Kate Blanchett narrator yes. style. Yes. <laughs> which I guess they succeeded. Yeah, I would I would say they have. Okay. You've and seen I, West I wrote Conflict. down her name. Hold on. I know Oust is the last part because she's married to. No, actually, it's it's it was in the credit in credits. Lisa Monahan. I looked it up. It is Lisa Monahan house. No. Oh, okay. At least on IMDb. Kick Puncher Miami, according to the uh, community wiki, is only in uh, Fabulous Neil's uh, nerdy past. Hmm. Is, is the words they use? Okay. Uh, and then we 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 see a, a map, mm-hmm. which leads to uh, Greendale. <laughs> yes. But some of the other notable hits, I think, on there, uh, y- you can easily see the good frozen yogurt. Yes. But then next to it, which quickly goes out of frame, is Scary, scary Laundromat. laundromat. Yeah. <laughs> scary I Laundromat's love great. that. I love that Good Frozen Yogurt is next to Scary Laundromat. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then up in the top left corner is a fish and chips joint, which the gang, I think, never goes to. Probably Duncan does. Oh, wait. I, I've got some more information. I'm sorry. Duncan Donuts does. What? I've got some more information. Apparently, uh, Abed, and when he, when he dates the, uh, this, the, the, the special agent is the word they use here. Yes. The one who's... They watch Kick Puncher Miami? According to this, yes. Ooh, we're gonna... It's ambiguous, actually. It's it's It says this movie, but the previous sentence mentioned Kick Puncher Miami. Hmm. So, I would assume that means that. Okay. And then um, next to, on the on the other side of the Greendale on this map is Imaginary Coast. Yes. <laughs> uh, because, as you know, Colorado is not... Uh, it's, not it's a coastal. landlocked environment. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, my next note is about everyone's names that they're given I by the narrator. I got a note before that. Okay. So suck it. I'm gonna turn the light on and then I'm gonna say the note. Okay. The light it's is on. dark. Um. There. I just want to highlight a, 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 a another great Greendale poster that we see briefly in the background, uh, while uh, while two characters are talking. And on my notes, it's before the names are on here, but I don't, I don't exactly know what happened. But I think the, I know what you're talking about, but describe it, please. The poster, you see a, a woman hugging a tree. Yes. And I don't know what the top of the poster says, but the bottom says, but whatevs. <laughs> I didn't notice the words. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw the woman hugging the tree. The woman hugging a tree and then, but whatevs. So I don't know. <laughs> There's obviously something at the top of the poster. Yeah. But the bottom just says, but whatevs. Nice. And I think that's great. Uh, so the first to be named by the narrator is Jeff the Liar. Yes, son. Of course, huh? Well, uh, of course, those in the uh, the community fantasy league will be familiar with some of these names. Yes, this is where I took the uh, names of their uh, special point bonuses. I from. liked it. Yeah, uh, son of William the Never Around, the barely known. There it is. Which is it, when we do eventually meet the father in Ill Fated Season Four. Is it? Is it William? Yes. Okay, I had forgotten. Yes, because it's Season Four. And yep. there was a gas leak. Uh, Annie the day planner. Yep. Troy the obtuse. Yep. Shirley the cloying. Yep. Abed the undiagnosable. Yep. Britta the needlessly defiant. Yep. Another CFL. Yes. And another CFL. Pierce the dickish. Well, Pierce the insensitive, or Pierce the dickish, or Grandpa Flatulent. Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa the Flatulent. Yeah. I like that one the most. Yeah. I don't think it's Grandpa the Flatulent. I think it's just Grandpa Flatulent. Okay. Yeah. I'm willing to accept for that. the record. <laughs> Uh, and then my next note is about all their names in the game. Yes. But, but, uh, the setup is that, uh, oh, it's a setup, it's a setup, <laughs> it's a setup, shout out GTA 5. Is that Neil. Yes. Uh, is going to kill himself because yes. he in high school was made fun of For move. Yeah. Moved to Greendale. Yeah. Went to college. Thought yeah. he was, thought he was clear. Yeah. And then, oh, it came back yeah. and everyone started calling him fat Neil. Yep. And uh, Jeff felt bad, tried to befriend him, noticed the signs. Annie noticed the signs. Uh, so they well, thought, Jeff brought, told Annie about the signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because uh, Jeff had feigned an interest in D and D to in order to befriend him. Yeah, and then uh, Fat Neil, Fabulous Neil, sorry, gave him all his uh, all his uh, what do you call them books? Yeah, dungeon dungeon master dungeon books. guides is dungeon guides. Is that, sure, is that the thing? I mean, probably some of them were also uh, monster guides. Monster manual is the word I was looking for. Yeah, just for the record. Uh, and he says because he won't need them anymore. You do realize that people who haven't seen season five will not understand Fabulous Neil. Your fabulous Neil reference. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Who is listening to this that hadn't seen season five? People that go in order. And they, so they're waiting for us to finish all of our episodes before they even start. <laughs> good for them, I say. They're good fellas. Uh, go, go on. Um, yeah, so they so they decide to, to play a game of D&D. Yes. To make... Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. For the, for the layman. <laughs> To make Neil feel good about himself. Yes. Uh, so he won't kill himself. Yes. And uh, they were planning to do it without Pierce because he would screw things up. Yes. Uh, but then somehow Chang got involved because he was in the room the whole time he without them knowing. He overheard them and they, they, were, they didn't want to be impolite. So. Yeah. Uh, so so basically it's it's the gang minus Pierce yeah. plus Chang. Yes. And Neil. Yes. Playing Dungeons and Dragons in the study room. Yup. Chang is in the empty seat. Neil is in Pierce's seat. Yep. So you can visualize it. Yeah. And everyone else is where they belong. Yes. Uh, okay. I have their names. Yep. Go. Neil's is interesting. Duquesne. Duquesne. Yeah. And do, do you know how it's spelt? No. D-U-Q-U. Interesting. E-S. What? N-E. What? That's how it is spelled. Say that again. D-U. Hold on. D U Q U Q U E S. Well, okay, I googled it. Yeah, and there are suggestions. Yeah, for Duquesne Light, Duquesne University, Duquesne Incline, and Duquesne Club. Are these what? What are these things? Uh, Duquesne Light provides energy services to southwestern Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay, that's not what we want. <laughs> um, uh, what was one of them? Duquesne Stairs. What du- was it? <laughs> Duquesne University was one of them. Duquesne Ramp. That was what it was. Oh, yeah. Duquesne. Oh, come on. Now it's just giving me light stuff. <laughs> uh, but Duquesne University, I, I think it's just a word that is spelled that way. Okay. I just thought it was very interesting that that's Neil's chosen name. I'm going to go to, I'm going to o- head over to Wikipedia for this. How did you think it was spelled? D-U-C-A-I-N. Okay. I could see that. Huh. Or... You took this off the subtitles, presumably. Yes. Uh, okay, so I, Wikipedia has given me. Apparently, it is an. It's a name. There's an Abraham Duquesne who was a French admiral. Okay. An Antoine uh, Duquesne who was a Belgian politician. It'd be French. It's just a French name. So yeah. apparently, it's just a real name. Yeah. Huh. Oh, what and apparently, there's a character on CSI Miami by the name of Duquesne spelled this way. What? What if? What are the odds this is uh, Neil's last name, or do we know his last name? Uh, I feel like we might. There's also uh, a, a villain in a in some science fiction series I've never heard of, Skylark. Uh, I like the sound of it. <laughs> named Mark. Okay, Mark Blackie Duquesne. Mark Blackie in quotes Duquesne. Well, that's like uh, what was that on uh, uh, Nerd Poker? Bringing it back to Dungeons and Dragons. One of their characters' name was Blackie Green or something. Yeah, Blackie Green. I, I yes. Oh, it's on Project Gutenberg, the, the two of the Skylark books, so you can check that out for free. Will do. Um, yeah, I'm going to say... So Duquesne if... is a character that he's been playing for years. Yes. Years and years. Yes. Across several groups and campaigns. Yes. Uh, are you ready for the next name? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Shirley is playing a character... Okay, so each of them grabs a paper at random... Uh, Abed is trying to tell them to look at the papers over, look the characters over, and pick one that f- suits you, and they all just grab the first one they can. Yeah. And so Shirley ends up with a character named Zibbity Doo. Yeah. To which Abed says, I'm not that great at making up names. Yes. Because then Jeff's character is named Mar. <laughs> yeah. was, it, yeah, was it Mar or was it Marv? No, there's no V. Okay. But I think Jeff wanted there to be more to it than just M-A-R. <laughs> yeah. So he just said, Mar. Uh, and then I think this is, uh, I know this is going to be shocking to you. This is my favorite character name. <laughs> Troy's character, 
Bing Bong the Archer. <laughs> Which I'd like to think that's a takeoff of Bing Bong Sing Along. <laughs> that's pretty great. Okay, so I've got some information on Neil. Okay. Uh, he's named after former community executive producer Neil Goldman, but we don't have his actual last name. Okay. And uh, the Greendale Wiki spells Duquesne D-U-K-A-N-E. Well, they just don't know. Well, you how what say would you say Dan Harmon has in the subtitles in the community DVD? Subtitles are pretty official. I don't think so. I feel like they are because I've seen some. I've I've in. Are several, you saying that Dan Harmon doesn't care about I've, deaf people? Yes. I've seen, I've been watched, I've watched movies where the subtitles are just incorrect, and I'm like, oh, the, the, clearly they just farmed this out to some agency, and that's how it works. Some what? Agency. Some who? What are you doing? <laughs> Never mind. You, you didn't fall for the gag, so I'm just going to let it go. They farmed it out to some what? <laughs> some agency. Oh, boy. You better watch what you say there. What are you saying? What is going on? <laughs> they farmed it out to some agency? Is that what you're saying? Agency. So not only does Dan Harmon not like deaf people... You're putting but... words in my mouth, and I don't care for it. <laughs> but you're you're saying you just Googled Duquesne, and it came up with all these real-world spellings. So that's what I'm saying. I think the, What I are think... the odds of... Well, here's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the subtitlers were like, hey, probably like that university in Pennsylvania, huh? And they spelled it that way. We should we should tweet at Dan Harmon about this. Can we, I, yeah, I want some closure. Can we get an official ruling on the spelling of Duquesne? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll tweet it at him. Okay, thank you. From Shut Up Leonard or from... Oh, yeah. Or should Shut do Up Len Pod. Yeah. Shut Up Len Pod. Um, so we'll have a follow-up on that at some point, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yes. Are you ready for the next name? It's the most well-known. It's it's also, as far as I can tell, the only character that makes a return appearance in the sequel. Yes. Hector the Well-Endowed. Yes. Played by Annie. Yes. I have a note here. Uh, Hector the Well-Endowed, Ovid had written with Troy in mind. Yeah. Uh, to which Shirley has a great reaction where she says, I bet you did. <laughs> and there's a very judgmental look in her eye. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I had forgotten about... Britta's character, actually, I feel like has a normal name. Uh, Lavernica. Yeah. That's not... I wouldn't call that a normal name. Well... A normal D&D name, maybe. Yeah. It, it, at least it's not Zibbity-Doo. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Chang, uh, who is... who is what, what does he say that he is? He's a dark... A he's dark a drow elf. something? Well, well, you're metagaming here. He says he's a dark elf, but nerds like us know that a drow elf is a dark elf. I thought, so, I thought he called it both. No, he... Uh, oh, maybe he later... But he definitely, when he when he explains why he's in blackface... Yeah. He definitely says he's a dark elf. Not just blackface, sir. Well, black everything. Black skin. Yeah. Black, black body. I don't know how to describe it other than Chang dipped himself into an inkwell. <laughs> like a little sprite. Yes. And leapt up and said, perfect. Yes. Uh, he's Brutalitops the Magician, mm-hmm. which he's pleased about. Is Was was he actually then a dark elf? Because he, he obviously made that costume before picking out his character. Yeah, no. I don't think he was a dark elf yeah. in, in the game. Yeah. I think maybe he wanted to be. Yeah. But it just didn't work out. Uh, and I love when, when Pierce discovers the group playing. Yeah. Uh, do you have any notes about their beginning play before Pierce um, discovers them? Let me see uh yeah, well yeah because okay. uh when they're fighting the goblins the goblins show up before pierce does okay and i don't remember how they got rid of the goblins i don't remember how, if they won or if, but anyway they, the goblins show up someone oh 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 uh 360 head chop spin from oh. from duquesne's sort of yes that's ancestry right. that's or right. something that's right. yeah uh but first uh jeff kills one of them Mar, sorry, killed one of them with his throwing knife. Yeah, and he says, "Is there anything I'm not good at?" And Britta says, "Sex." Yeah, and there's a nice moment where where Jeff kind of his face just freezes, like he doesn't stop smiling and laughing, like he's like, "I can't, I obviously can't fight her on this right now. I'm in front of people." Yeah, but he's obviously devastated by that. Yeah, that was a nice little moment. Uh, and then Pierce shows up. So then Pierce shows up, and he's, would you say his primary? emotion in that moment is he's just angry that he wasn't included yes uh but then i also made a note because i love he he calls 
Chang Al Jolson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is... That's that's one of those perfect Pierce references. The perfect Pierce reference, but also weirdly aside, where where he's making fun of someone for ostensibly being racist. Yeah, which is usually something he's way into. Yes. <laughs> uh, which, if you don't know, Al Jolson was the character in the jazz singer yes. played by who played him? No, I thought Al Jolson was the guy. You know, you might be right. I've only seen the film once. I have not seen it at all. It's uh, you know, it's not great. <laughs> it's, it's where it's where that line you know you ain't heard nothing yet comes from i know that the guy he's uh he's singing it's mostly a silent film but he sings sometimes and uh he's i i can't remember if it's specifically he's jewish but he's definitely he's white yeah and uh he wants to sing jazz uh hence i can now confirm singer. that al jolson is the actor okay uh i was correct you were wrong mm. like Suck i said on I've, that. Seen it. I've seen it once <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen it at all, so it's not really an excuse. <laughs> but he uh, he dons blackface to sing in jazz clubs. Yes, with w- w- apparently no one notices. <laughs> yeah, that he is not truly a person in blackface. Yeah, he's so good at it. Yes, I uh, I have seen part of this film. I now realize because it's featured in the Aviator. Oh, okay. And so that means you've seen that part. Uh, at least a hundred times. Yes, <laughs> and I know I realize that because the the, the original the theatrical release poster that I'm looking at right now is the scene that's in the aviator. Okay, that's probably why it's in the aviator. Classic scene. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so good joke. Yes. Um, and then how does it happen where Pierce he forces himself into the game, which I love how Abed handles that. Do you remember how Abed handles that? He he makes him a sixty-seven-year-old naked shivering man. He 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 literally puts Pierce in the game. Yeah, yeah. he does because he says there's no more character sheets. You can't come in. And yeah, Pierce is like make it work. Yeah. And so the, the only way Abed's brain can make this work is to literally take but Pierce, Pierce and put him in, put the, him in the game. But yeah. because he doesn't have a character sheet, he has no items, so he's naked. Yeah, it's it's a it's another uh, kind of a genius writing for Abed move. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was still working out that tweet to Dan Harmon oh. about Duquesne. Yeah, we need we need these answers. So the tweet has been sent. Uh, who can say if Dan Harmon will reply? <laughs> okay. Uh, and I don't recall how this happens. I knew, oh, I had a note here. Okay. So here, uh, Pierce has clearly right away established himself as chaotic evil. Yeah, I would say. He he. Uh, I, if there was one step further than that, I think that's where he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Abed, uh, I think, uh, uh, even though he's a dungeon master as a person, even though he knows what this game is, he still lets Pierce in. And goes along with Pierce throughout, I think, therefore, establishing himself as lawful neutral. Okay. Just to get the alignments. <laughs> is that what you're you're playing at here? Yes. <laughs> then where does Jeff fall? Because he's... Uh, Jeff is chaotic good. Okay. Yeah, come on. I was going to say, Jeff is definitely good, but I didn't know chaotic. He's chaotic good. Okay. Yeah. Any lawful good, obviously. What's Britta then? Neu- neutral lawful? Lawful neutral? No, I would call her... I would call her... I mean... Intelligence is not a factor into it, so I would call her chaotic good as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I would call Troy neutral good. Oh, okay. Shirley and Annie are both lawful good. Oh, okay. So... To get it all down. <laughs> good. Lawful. Neutral. Actually, you know what? To be honest, Mar is chaotic good. Uh-huh. Jeff, at this point, I would say is halfway in between his journey between chaotic neutral and chaotic good. Okay. Now that we got all that down... Yep. Um, this is this is interesting to me because uh, as I always note when Shirley's the first to die or to leave a game that the gang is playing. Yeah. But in fact, in this one, Chang dies first. Brutalitops. Yes. Is and I don't remember how he's murdered, but I remember it's after Pierce shows up. Yes. Something attacks him, and I don't remember what. Uh, oh, is it Pierce? Pierce throws a thing at him. Well, Pierce takes a, uh, Duquesne gives him a coat. Right. Because Duquesne takes pity. Uh, and then Pierce uh, tries to take a sword and do presumably to like a, a twenty roll. He succeeds and takes the sword, and then I believe Pierce kills Chang. Right, right, right. Which this I think more plays into the fact that Chang is trying to be a part of the group and he just can't. Yeah, <laughs> like this is just—it's totally out of his hands at this yeah. point. Uh, and I made a note here that Harmon Town listeners will understand. Yeah. Uh, when Pierce gets the sword. He he's he, he's they're like, what are you gonna do with it? He says, I'm gonna rub it rub it in my wipe my ass butthole. with it. Wipe yeah. my ass with it and throw it off a cliff. And then 
he he later on he says he's humping the sword yeah lots well, of, later on he says he rubs it on his balls yeah lots which of which rolls for and he successfully does yeah which i assume no, no look let's talk about that yeah i know i've made assumptions here as well that role was to show whether or not pierce chopped his balls off yes okay <laughs> yeah we understood yeah <laughs> um i i think uh i don't know how this works in the timeline yeah but somehow uh the way that pierce is is behaving is very similar to the way that jeff davis's character behaves on harman town <laughs> D, which is that every time they kill something he has sex he with it or it. <laughs> or he, they find someone new yeah he he puts his dick in it somehow. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which that's how Pierce is doing it. Pierce gets a sword and he's rubbing it all over his balls. Yeah, but I I think Jeff does it because it's fun to him. Whereas I think Pierce is specifically trying to get at Duquesne. Okay, because he says it's a sword that's been in his family for generations and generations, and that's when Pierce says maybe I'll wipe my ass with it and throw it off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> um, see, so yeah, I just noted that. Yeah. Uh, uh, my next note is is Jeff and Pierce arguing when they when they talk separately. Okay, do that. So okay, so there's a great moment here where where Pierce is explaining why he's angry and why he's chosen to uh, try and get Fat Neil to kill himself because that's essentially what he's doing. Because the Jeff and uh, who someone else is with him, right? Abed. Uh, Abed's with him. Because so Abed, he Jeff says, Abed, Pierce, we got to talk outside. And they they tell him what's going on, and Pierce does not care. He's going forward. And uh, there's a, a really great moment where Pierce says, do you like being excluded from things? And you think that's going to be the argument. And then Jeff just shuts it down. And he says, yes. <laughs> and that's the end of it, which is so great. Yeah. And so makes sense for uh, both the characters. So uh, good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Abed says that because Pierce is working against the group and he separates. Yes. He runs off into the forest and he runs quickly with the sword because of the cloak. Yes. There's some irony here where. The cloak that Duquesne gave him was an elfin cloak of increased speed wind or something. Windwalking or something. Yeah, yeah windwalking. And so they can't catch him. Yeah. Uh, so he, he makes off with the sword. And so they, they literally s- separate Pierce, <laughs> as you would do. Yeah. And uh, Pierce figures the, the best way to win is by cheating. Yes. Um, and who, who d- d- this makes me sad because Garrett Lambert helps him. Yeah, I have a note here about that. So, uh, Garrett Lambert, uh, uh, is out of breath when he, he comes in and brings a bunch of, uh, D and D books in there, <laughs> which he explains cause he had to run all the way from his car and back. Uh, and then Pierce just ends it by like jangling a candy bar in front of him and uh-huh. then throwing it. And then Garrett Lambert goes off after it, which is a weird thing in the midst of this episode about this, uh, fat guy who's going to kill himself cause everyone makes fun of him for being fat. There's just like a straight up fat joke about Garrett Lambert doing anything for a candy bar. Yeah, and that makes me sad. <laughs> Not only because it's th- that, more because it's Garrett Lambert. Yeah. And I feel like Garrett Lambert, I think if, if he knew what was really going on there, well, this is he would not be a party to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, I, I think, uh, maybe my timeline is off here, but I think this is before we saved Garrett, so he's presumably in a dark place Look, in his life. Have we really saved Garrett? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he is in a dark place. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my next note is about the encounter with Hector the Well Endowed. Okay, I've got a note about that as well. Okay, well let's let's lead up to that. So basically, oh, I've got a note before that actually. Okay, well, well it's right. It's like immediately. Before okay, that. I want to lead into it. Okay, so Jeff asks uh, if there's anything that that they can do to catch Pierce, to which uh, Neil says. Well, maybe if we had a Pegasus. Maybe if we had a Pegasus. And that's, that's a, that is a great joke I didn't write down where Jeff says, I can't tell if you're joking or not. This, everything is, everything is silly. silly. Yeah. Um, so they actually go and they find, uh, they, they go to look for a seller of Pegasi. Yeah. Uh, they end up in a bar. Uh, Britta wants to save the goblin Kyle. waiter named Kyle. Yeah. We find out later. Yeah. In a sad moment. Uh, no, I don't. We f- I think we find out. Oh no, you're right. It's later. Yeah, we find out his name. Um, which I love that. That's Britta's imperative is. To well, yeah, Britta is the only one who speaks gnome, and it's a gnome Gob- waiter. I thought it was Go- goblin. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, and it's a goblin waiter, and <laughs> which is a bummer for the rest of the group because, of course, she only wants to talk about social justice for no- for goblins. And I love. It. I love- Abed gets so into it. Yeah, and it's so great, and yeah. it really, it it really. Um, and it's the same goblin face he uses later in uh, season five. Yeah, and and it just makes it all better in season five when he does the goblin voice when he does yeah. he does character voices for the goblins. Yes, 
So good. Uh, he, he, the the line that really made me laugh that I knew that that I don't I don't even I think Abed said this just to get Britta going. Yeah, where he says, "You are at least three social just social classes You're a human above warrior, me, which is three social species classes ahead of me." There's no way Abed didn't think this will set Britta off. Yeah, this will make for a good run here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. They end up finding um, a seller of Pegasi. Yeah. And then uh, Abed, playing as that as that seller, a yeah. woman, I, yeah. I presume, yes, uh, begins to hit on Mar. Yes. Which Jeff Jeff says, oh, I flirt back. Yeah. And, and Abed says, Abed, how? Abed wants him to role play it. Yeah. Which Jeff is very uncomfortable with. Yeah. But he does do it. And this was, I, I thought this was worth noting. Uh, we see reactions from all three of the women to Jeff's flirting. Yeah. And it works on exactly one of them. Yeah. And that is Shirley. Yeah. Shirley's into it. <laughs> I don't think that's too strange. Yeah. No, I, 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 it makes perfect sense. I think Shirley's into the soapy romance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, would you remember what he says exactly? He's like, no, I don't, I don't normally say this or I don't normally do this, but you're the most beautiful woman here. It's, or something. it's something like that. Which I thought he was going to also add, and I'm surrounded by Pegasi. Because <laughs> aren't they notably beautiful? They're horses. Yeah. Even if, like, even if they're beautiful horses. Okay, let's, let's roll play this. They're shiny wings. Hey, I don't know. Hey, lady I'm hitting on. You're, you're, you're more beautiful than that horse. <laughs> Maybe Jeff would think that horses with wings are rare and beautiful. <laughs> Wouldn't understand that they're common here somehow. Mm. Uh Anyway, it, it ends up being, Annie says, I'll take care of this. Yeah. And uses Hector and his well endowment. Yeah. Well, she uses more than his well endowment. This is the note I have. Okay. There's a moment when she starts, she has two fingers oh, yeah. up. Then she kind of looks at Abed and gives a look, then gives a third finger, then a more shocked look, and then a fourth finger. Yeah. So presumably, some you know, do we need to say it? I mean, there are fingers involved. Yeah. And and four of them, and probably. up to three were not enough <laughs> for um, this lady. But then she does do a very similar thing to when when Hector the Well Endowed appears again in season five. Yeah, the the whipping out of the giant penis. Yeah, well, she does do maneuver. a whipping out move here. There's there's some this I don't, this is a thing that happens at once. I, I'm not sure what's represented I thought there. Abed was doing the weighing the scales hands. Oh, is that what he was doing? Well, if Abed was doing it, it makes more sense, don't you think? Well, are, are you, those are balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, those are balls. <laughs> um, is that she, a new character? Well, that's that. That was a really, really, really bad attempt to do a little Barry Zuckercorn for you. Okay. When he sees a oh right on, on Arrested Development, when he sees Tobias's phone picture, um, those are balls. Uh, well, it starts off. Surely, with, of course, is horrified when, it, when, it, when she sees these. But things. I like the start of it because the start they they begin to describe, but it trails off, so you can't hear them. You just hear yeah, music and description. Music, and I then think you the see narrator it. says, and then they something or no? Uh, I don't even know if we see that if we hear that. Um, but the first thing that Annie does is she puts up one hand cupped. And then another cupped hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they do all the maneuvers. Yeah. Uh, it's which, a little. I'm going to say, it, the part we do here is a little rapey? No? She puts a blindfold on the lady, and, and the lady starts to protest, and she, she goes, says, I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, no, no, it's good. You got yeah. You're ready. <laughs> it's a little rapey. Yeah. But I think, well, I there was consent, because she said, I have Listen, a barn with hay. There was Let's con- go roll in it. There was consent in the same way that Pussy Galore gave 007 consent. <laughs> it didn't become consensual until it was happening. Which, hey guys... Did Pussy that's, Galore say, hey, I have a bed, let's go fuck? That's and not then a Bond thing. said, I don't know. And then he blindfolded her and said, okay, yeah. He didn't... Well, first of all, the lady did not say that to her. She was making that implication to Mar. Well, you know, maybe she was just saying, this is how my sales work. No! Andrew, <laughs> sex no! For, sex for no, Pegasus. No! Sex for Pegasus. Maybe she had a big sign out that said, sex for Pegasus. We just missed that part. Listen. <laughs> uh, uh, Pegasus, con- a, a contract is not consent, is what I'm going to say to you. This, this James I Bond think sex Galore, for Pegasus is fair. This James Bond Pussy Galore style relationship does not exist in the real world, and it's not something you should do. Uh, anyway, I also like what if Troy. What if there are young men listening to this podcast, and this is how they learn about the world? We hey, need to bro. show them right. <laughs> Don't be like Hector the Well Endowed. It doesn't work like that in real life. Well, he is well endowed. <laughs> no! 
that's not. <laughs> Maybe you had a high charisma because this of that. Is, you are getting one step away from she was asking for it. You are one step away from that right now, I mean, Andrew. She literally asked Mar for it. Okay, <laughs> so that doesn't. She's not. Heck, the well, that is not Mar, though. You're correct. Thank you. Maybe Abed doesn't realize that. <laughs> Abed was just so into it. Yeah. It wasn't the character who wanted it, it was Abed. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, this is also someone argue an early moment for the, the Abed Annie shippers. Yeah. I remember cheering this moment. Oh, because you're, you're one of them. <laughs> I am an Abed Annie shipper. Yeah. We don't have a good name for them. Ab Annie? I don't like it. And Bed? Don't like it either. And Ned? The problem is they both begin with vowels. That makes it difficult. Abed. Bertroy. That works. Troy. No, that's his name. (laughs) (laughs) He just said his name with such clarity. You're like, (laughs) Troy. (laughs) Got it. I really believed it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I've always called him Trita for the record. (laughs) You would. Trita and Bref for for the Britta Jeff folks. Really? Not... Nope, that doesn't work. You're right. Britaf? <laughs> no, I was going Jibrita. 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 Jitta. Oh, boy. Now we're getting nippy. Um, so Troy takes notes. Yeah. And uh, to the point of he flips over his character sheet, f- furiously scribbling, and then when they're done, uh, Annie says, I, I cuddle for the appropriate amount of time, and, and Troy says, how long is that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, which also, uh, Abed ends with a, a very um, S&M style, like he's been chained yeah, up. Yeah, he's, he's got his arms up like he's tied. Uh, so some some stuff went down. Yeah. But they got those Pegasi. Uh, yes. Um, oh, I had a note. I don't know why I put this here. Well, obviously, because they go back to it at, at a point um, where Pierce, uh, we see that he has, where he plots his revenge. Mm-hmm. His cheating, yes, is actually it's that little storage room that we sometimes see the the locker the clubhouse the treehouse they talked about it in previous episodes yeah which also I believe that's that's uh it's the same little room where um Abed pulls his uh, I'm an alien stunt on Troy yes yeah which again that was a Garrett Lambert uh inclusion so maybe just Garrett Lambert has ties to this room <laughs> perhaps yeah. um. And that wasn't that wasn't payment for the D and D books. That was payment for the room, that candy bar. <laughs> uh, so t- this is a uh, they they get the Pegasi so that they can catch up with Pierce. Yeah, uh, Pierce gets the exact dungeon module book mm-hmm. uh, so that he knows all the secrets. Yeah. So when Abed comes by to say, "What do you want to do?" Uh, Pierce has a plan. Yeah. And so, but when we see Pierce come back to the room at first. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks, you know, a bit defeated, a bit yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh, Abba describes a, a dead body. Yes. On, on the floor of the forest as the Pegasus are flying over. Yeah, or certainly a very injured body. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, it's a body and a pool of blood. Yes. Is how he describes it, actually. Holding the sword of Duquesne. Holding the sword of Duquesne. They fly down. They grab the sword. Yeah. They roll over the body. Yeah. It is, in fact... Oh, it is a gnome. Maybe the gnome speaks goblin. <laughs> Maybe. But it's, an, it's the gnome waiter... Yes. Brit is, is heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, the gnome waiter didn't know who did this. Yeah. He didn't see his face. Didn't see his face. But then he, right as he dies, he says, by the way, n- my name was Kyle. Yeah. Uh, classic. Yeah. Um, and then there's a flapping of wings. And Draconis. Draconis, which was the... The Cave of Draconis. We, we didn't the... describe this, but that was the, the name of the module. Cave, yes. cave of Draconis? Yes. Cavern of Draconis? Maybe Cavern. Uh, but basically, it's Draconis is the dragon that guards the gold that they wanted to get. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to go defeat the dragon, get the gold. Yes. Uh, Pierce, using the cheating method. Yeah, and then an amulet he found. An amulet was was hidden away that could control Draconis. Yes. And so he is he is riding on the back of Draconis. Yes. Into battle with the group. Um, and then at this point he freezes the group. The group tries to attack. And Draconis has a spell. Oh, and it's really great how uh, Pierce gets up and stands behind Abed at, because Abed's the it's dragon Draconis, that he's riding. Yeah. Yes, it's great. And he says, say the words I tell you to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, and so he freezes the group. 
Yeah. So that they can't do anything. Yes. And he's going to slowly torture in time, them. Not with ice. Oh yeah, in time. It's like it's like Doctor Horrible's freeze ray. Yes. It's not. It's not an ice beam. That's all Johnny Snow. Yep. That you know when it's part of the song, it's hard to make the tune right. I know. Just explaining. Uh, who thought that was really bad? So the, so Pierce reveals where Neil's nickname came from. Yes. Because Neil was not fully aware. Yeah. As we were, as viewers of Community, the TV show we're talking about. Well, w- were we necessarily aware? Wasn't that that episode, three episodes or so ago? In that episode... Where he says they're over by Fat Neil? They, no, they he, point that out as like the origin. But he says... No, because that guy, because remember, we know the scenario. This guy was looking for the bathroom. We never see that scene where a guy is looking for the bathroom. There was an incident a couple episodes ago where he says, I got to go to the cafeteria because Fat Neil is on his way with that look in his eye. So we definitely see Jeff calling him Fat Neil, but I, okay. I do not believe we see the exact moment until now. I had confused those moments together. Yeah. Uh, so this is shocking to Neil. Yes. Of course. It's quite a blow. Yeah. Uh, do, what does Jeff say to get out of this? I don't remember. He says that you, uh, you were, the guy asked where the bathrooms were and you were standing right next to them, but you were also standing next to other Neil. Yeah. Which they, they also describe other Neil as being bald and black. Yes. Well, because first Fat Neil, said, Fabulous Neil, says, uh, you could have said Skinny Neil, which Jeff says, well, he's not actually that skinny. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, Fabulous Neil says, he's bald, he's black. And then Jeff starts to say, I don't really see the world that way. And then he says, you know what? No, I'm not going to hire you. I am sorry. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that's that's it. The end. Bye. Well, the tag. No, I mean, they, <laughs> we got to wrap this up. What, what ends up happening is that, uh, so Pierce is going to torture them. Yeah. And uh, Abed asks, like, Britta, what, what are you going to do on your turn or something? And she says, I... No, Neil. Neil's the first one to do it. Oh, Neil, you're right. Yeah. Neil starts with, I pity Pierce. Yes. And so the whole group goes I, around. Yeah. They use up their turn to pity Pierce. Yes. To which each time Pierce seems completely disaffected by it, but you could tell it's something... He, he It bothers him a little. Yeah. And then, uh, due to what I can only describe as hubris. Yes. <laughs> he unfreezes them. So that he can fight them and yeah. kill them. Yeah. But then it's their turn. Yes. Because he used his turn to unfreeze them. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then they do, they kill Pierce. Yeah. Well, Neil throws the sword of Duquesne, which he has retrieved from the dying uh, goblin or gnome. All oh, right. He doesn't kill Pierce. The dragon does. But yeah, yeah he throws, he throws the sword of Duquesne at the amulets, which mm-hmm. he needs an 18 or higher to, to succeed in. He gets a 19, yep. destroys the amulet. Pierce loses control of Draconis, who then uh, devours Pierce. And out of uh, gratitude for them freeing him, he takes them all back to his cave to give them his treasure. Right. Which was their original uh, goal. That yeah. was what they were after originally. Which I also like the way that Abed wraps that up. He says, thank you, I've been your dungeon master. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, very professional. Yes. He is perhaps the consummate professional. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I do have a note on the, the tag. Okay. Or do you want to talk about, I mean, uh, Neil says to Pierce, you know, like, that was a great game. Great you know, game. You, you want to play, play next week? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Pierce says, maybe. Dan Harmon on the commentary says he wished that he had said yes. Um, oh, you know, I had, I have a couple of commentary notes about the whole, the, the Pierce uh, storyline and all that business. Okay. Which, before we get to the tag. Um, the, so they actually got clearance from Wizards of the Coast to say Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, and originally their idea was for Pierce to be an expert at Dungeons and Dragons. Huh. So much so that did you not listen to the commentary? I did listen, but I for some reason don't remember this. And that he he was friends with Gary Gygax. Oh, and that like kind of makes sense. When, and I don't remember who the other voice was. It wasn't Dan Harmon who said this, but another voice on the commentary track said like and they played at the Playboy Mansion like oh i remember that like they were like they were big shots w- yeah. within like it was cool yeah. when pierce played yeah but now it's not cool so he doesn't play yeah but he still has the knowledge yes but that that got scrapped because it wasn't interesting enough i think it's a little yeah, interesting yeah i like that but uh yeah it, it to, to carry a, a storyline they it was like a an 11th hour thing to to bring in neil on this yeah <laughs> um and and i always thought you know this was a thing that I remember thinking, and I guess this is the episode where it really shows, uh, because in this episode, Pierce is literally the villain. Yeah. He he steps into that role 
welcome he welcomes himself into that role he, yes he takes it on fully yeah. and no one asks him to and he doesn't need to yeah um and uh, it's it's just one of those things where it's like an early demarcation of of pierce against the group yeah uh, which happens a couple other times yeah uh but i i think it's interesting that he this time they're showing that he he took on the role himself yeah like it was not he did not need to take on the role of villain. No, he just took it upon himself to do so because that's Pierce. That's Pierce. And that's they, they talked about this in the commentary how apparently uh, people didn't really like that uh in Pierce fans didn't because they thought Jeff needed like a a, a bigger villain. Mm-hmm. Which uh I, I, I really like the way it is that he Pierce is at the same time the, the the villain to the group and a member of the group. That I think was the fine line they always walked with Pierce that I yeah. think they did really well was he's never any less part of the group. It's just he's he's that guy in your group that you accept is going to be the villain sometimes, which yeah. I, I thought was really fun and I enjoyed Pierce in that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the tag, yeah, which Dan Harmon kind of tries to play off like it's a bad tag. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good tag. Yeah. It was just because they. It was a. What's the word I'm looking for? I mean, they shoot it later. They shoot. Well, they thought they shot it in advance. I thought was the thing. They shot this before, and it was just like a banked tag. Oh, okay. Maybe you're right. What's the word I'm looking for? I remember though? banked tag. I remember hearing that phrase. Yeah. I don't know what word you're looking for. Like, uh, you know, sometimes in comics they'll have an issue just ready if they don't make the deadline that they'll just put out. I don't know the name for that. There is a name for it because they've been doing that. They've been playing with that in the current run on Deadpool. Written by Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn of Nerd Poker, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast to tie it all together. They got two mentions on, on the show now. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Sorry, I don't know. Um, uh, but they walk into another Troy and, Troy and Abed. Yeah, Troy and Abed walk into the study room, and another study group is there. Yeah. Well, the point they're having a discussion, and then they turn to the group to ask, and they realize it's a bunch of old Asian ladies. Yeah. Uh, um, their discussion, of course. Uh, would you rather have giant ears or a tail? What What do you think, Andrew? Is this a prehensile tail? Well, here's the thing. Does it come out of where my tailbone is? <laughs> One of the benefits Troy mentions is that people would always know when you're happy. So he's talking like dog tail. Yeah, that's what that seems to be what Troy suggests, that it would be like a dog's tail. How big are the ears? Well, uh, Abed uh, says that they would be big enough to hold backpacks. A backpack on your head. That doesn't seem feasible. <laughs> I think both of them have faulty arguments here. <laughs> well, yeah, that that uh, Abed said it'll free up your hands because you can put a backpack on your head, mm. and to which Troy cartilage is not strong enough. And to also, hold a backpack. Uh, well, I disagree. I think and if your ears your were neck. big enough, would hold that. It depends on how full your backpack is. Uh, as we all know, Troy's backpack only has a little pillow in it, so yeah. Troy's backpack is probably fine. Okay. Uh, but Troy's argument, which I think is very correct, is that backpacks already free up your hands. That's yeah. what a backpack is. Yeah. Uh, tail, though, I would be much more interested in like a monkey's tail than a dog tail, yeah. to be honest. I want a tail that I could do stuff with. Yep. Not a tail that just wags when I'm happy. Goes in between my legs when I'm scared. Yep. We're, we're all right there with you. If, so where do you stand, ultimately? Uh... Well, I'd only go for ears if they were big enough to let me fly like Dumbo. Yeah, that's that's definitely a thought that I had as well. Uh, Abed does say you would be able to hear stuff from far away with giant ears. I think it would take more than giant ears for that. Well, how does hearing work? Is the question. <laughs> Let's not get into that. I think you. I think it is. I think it's possible that you would be able to. You would have enhanced hearing with giant ears. Slightly, not as much as I think he's trying to play up. <laughs> I think you would need something on the inside of the ear to fix that. Um, I'm also going to go with tail because uh, I think they're both useless the way they're described. And tail you can hide better? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd only go for ears if they were flying. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I think I really like this tag. Uh, well, let me I, ask you a question about huh. tails that is totally unrelated. Uh, sure. But it occurred to me. Did you watch Dragon Ball Z as a youth? I mean, on and off. Okay. Did you watch Dragon Ball? Probably not. In Dragon Ball, and this kind of showed up in Dragon Ball Z as well, it had been established that Saiyans have tails, Yeah. and when they see a full moon, they turn into a giant monkey. Uh Uh, This all makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) 
then at one point in Dragon Ball, the moon was destroyed by Master Roshi yeah. to stop a giant monkey from rampaging across the city. Okay. Uh, and then the moon had just mysteriously returned by the time of Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. of course. What I'm trying to remember, was it, was there ever a point where they had to cut off Gohan's tail to prevent him from turning into a giant Because that would work. If you cut off the tail, you don't turn into a monkey anymore. Huh. Do they have to cut off Gohan's tail, or because he was half-human, was he born with no tail? I can't remember. And I was hoping you would know, but it say, seems like you don't have the answer. I remember him with a tail, but I don't... Answers on a postcard if you know whether or not Gohan had a tail. Yeah. Gohan. I said it like, a, I said it like an American. I said it like Pierce there. <laughs> Gohan. <laughs> Tell me what Mario does again. <laughs> Is he the one that fights the donkey? Um, <clears throat> but I, I like this tag because it shows that this, the study group, as we know them... Yeah. Are not the only ones who use the study room. Yes. Which uh, was, I I would say, a failed episode plot in season four. Okay, I have some information. If, well, let me get through this. Gohan had a tail. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But the, the, the idea is that you sign up for use of the study room. Yes. And you get that time. Yes. And so this is Troy and Abed just somehow didn't know what time it was. Yes. Walked in on the wrong group. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Plugs. Yep. Who's going first? I guess I'll go first. Yeah. You should listen to Nerds I View. Nerds looking at things. Because on the most recent episode, you'll hear both of our voices. Me as well. Matt, Benson, and I. Yeah. He is also known as the King, so it's like listening to the King and I. <laughs> sure, I'll take that. Is that part of my title now? <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out later. <laughs> uh... That episode of Nerds of You, we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm hooked on a feeling. And we also feature David King. I'm high on believing. And Matt Esposito. That you're in love with me. And you should just go listen to that. That's, I'm hooked uh, on a feeling. NEVpodcast.com uh, or at NEVpodcast on Twitter. Yeah. And my personal Twitter, at SameCool11. Go to BenViewNetwork.com. Check out all the shows we do on there. Uh, I'm I'm on some of them. They are uh, Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, Matt and Brenda's Wrestling Show, Sometimes Nerds I View. Uh, Check those all out at at, uh, BenViewNetwork.com. You can follow uh, this show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D-R Matt Benson. And uh, you can write us an email at uh, ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, any kind of questions or, or, or comments, you can send there. We'll, we'll answer those. Uh, and you should do stuff to us on iTunes. You should uh, write a review, subscribe to us rate us all those things uh if you do if you do one of those things we'll give you a shout out on the show um quick shout out by the way to mark bolton who wanted us to talk about the uh community comic book that came with season one i know you and i definitely talked about it in person i can't we talked about it on the season one wrap-up i believe did we i couldn't remember i know we had definitely talked about it but i couldn't remember if we did it in person or on the show go to that season one wrap-up episode yeah well i mean i told him what we our thoughts anyway so for people who are not Mark Bolton, who didn't, who didn't, did not have direct email conversations with me, you can you can go to that episode to hear it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So there it is. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>